0: this insert is brought to you by radio k pulpit 7 to 9 a.m please visit kpulpit.co.za
1: it's time for wendy christine she's a health coach and wellness practitioner at integrated health solution and she's on your radio because it's a thursday morning wendy hope you're well
0: good morning brad i am well thank you hope you are
1: too yeah we're doing well here in the studio thanks so much for asking wendy we're already on part three of conversations around women's health And uh, we're back to touching on some uh, things hormone-related, as we did in our very first part together. But today, more in the area of mental health and women over 40. Um, Let's chat a little bit about that and and some of the the declines that women are experiencing due to hormonal changes.
0: So, um, estrogen imbalances or hormone imbalances in general... Um, can lead to irritability, depression, anxiety, mood swings. it can exacerbate what 's already there, mm. or it can you can start experiencing these um, these symptoms if you haven 't had them
1: before um and uh, Wendy, for women um the forties are different, I guess to the way it would have been for women of the same age many decades ago. The pressures of life to having children a little bit later on than they were used to generations ago. Many more women in the workplace um, than years before, so there's a lot of changes happening, a lot of new added pressures, uh, together with the hormonal changes.
0: Absolutely. So we find that women are generally juggling multiple balls. Mm. Um, and in the forties, you know, women used to have their children very young. So by the forties, the children were were almost grown up. Yeah. Whereas now, women are still only having babies in their forties or their late thirties. So they might still have yeah, very young children or moderate-age children. Mm. So depending on where they are, they might find themselves you know, just at that juggling stage where there's just a lot on their plates. Or they might find that now they're in a position where their children are a little bit older, they're a bit more independent, so they have some more time on their hands. And this is generally a time of reassessment for many women.
1: Yes, yeah, so uh, we've spoken about self-care a lot. And uh, you've mentioned this, it's called self-forgetting. What's that?
0: Yeah, so women generally tend to put themselves at the back of the queue. So everybody else gets cared for and women are the last on the list. Mm. And this is such an important time where women need to take care of themselves. Um, More important than ever because there are so many changes on a physiological level they need to start learning to to take care of themselves so that they can continue to take care of all the other responsibilities that they have.
1: Yeah, and if you're going to be doing the self-forgetting, you're not going to get to the self-caring, and that's so vitally important. I, I even hear my own wife talking about it more and more, even with her girlfriends and the women involved in her business, bringing that to the fore, saying we cannot neglect this. This is so much part of who we are as women, taking good care of ourselves and putting our best foot forward.
0: That's right. So, if we have empty tanks, we, we can't give, mm. or you can, but you continue to deplete yourself, and there's always a cost to that.
1: So, talk to us a little bit about uh, what, what are some of the things that uh, can really help women in this area of mental health. Um, you know, when one says mental health, you always assume there must be a disease there, but that's not really what we're talking about at all, is, are we? That's not really the point of this conversation entirely.
0: No, that's not the point of this conversation. Um, really, it's if we if we look at our emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being, um, we, we're looking at well-being. So if um, if we're not taking care of ourselves and we're not taking care of ourselves emotionally or mentally, mm. we are also going to experience difficulties physically or spiritually or connecting with, uh, you know, socially, those kind mm. of things. So I think the three important things um, so that we are not self-forgetting is to practice good self-care, mm. to connect with people, who fill our tanks because there's many people that don't Yes, and can manage our stress well.
1: Um, Before we get stuck into talking about these individually in the next few minutes we've got together, uh, I think it's very important also for husbands or for sisters or whichever stage of life a woman is in um, to actually have someone special like a husband saying just go, go and spend time with the friends or go to this, do this, do, just to ensure that they take that step outside of that responsibility and, and would it be fair to say that some women feel guilty when they go and do these things, that take care of something special just for them?
0: I, I think that's a big factor. I think many women feel guilty. I, th- I think they feel pressured um, to not take that, um, you know, to take care of themselves mm. because they have so many responsibilities, and sometimes they do get a little bit of flack or resistance from, you know, their other half yeah. or whoever, whoever else is around them. But I do think that it's, it's a very important part, and we need to support one another in this. So yes, to the husband, to the partners, to the whoever it is, we need to allow each other that space to be able to take care of ourselves, so that we can give back more because when you are filled up, you are going to be able to give back more.
1: Yeah, I love that, filling up your tank. Let's touch on self-care. We have in the past, but let's quickly chat about that very briefly, Wendy.
0: Okay, so the way a woman feels about herself physically has a huge impact on how she feels emotionally and mentally. And so therefore, eating well, exercising or moving your body, resting, sleeping well, and resting and sleeping are different, Mm. are are very important uh, components of self-care. We can't eat badly and not move our bodies and expect to feel vibrant and healthy.
1: Well said. So, so it's, it's, it's about doing what you can do because I think, again, then guilt steps in. I didn't. I ate that. I didn't get to the gym or I didn't take my walk or I didn't do my rebounding or I didn't do my stretching. And then there's a, a real element of guilt again that steps in.
0: Yes. And I think with self-care, we have to take that guilt out of it. Mm. It's, self-care is so much broader than what we didn't do. It's what did we do? Yes. You know, did we, if we can look for the things that we did do, whether, you know, it doesn't have to be the exercise that day, but maybe we connected with a friend or maybe we um, ate a salad for lunch or whatever it is, we did something that uplifted us. And that's also part of self care. It's not about what we didn't do.
1: We've come, we're still in, but we certainly have come from a more difficult stretch of COVID and the restrictions. And that's really kept a lot of people apart. And we know that uh, being together and being interdependent and connecting is such a vital part of mental health. And, uh, you know, and some of the ladies, you know, they love to give a hug or whatever. And suddenly you feel isolated. That could have been really tricky. I mean, if there was ever a, a need to connect, it's been over the last time and, and people having to go without. Yes. and
0: um, This has been a very, very difficult time for many. And We think of social isolation as um, it's almost torturous it really has a negative impact on people. And so, and I think what's happened as well is people have now withdrawn and, and find themselves in this cocoon. Now, they don't mm. want to go out. They need that social interaction, but they're almost stuck in, in a zone of comfort, if you like, yeah. um, and are scared to venture out. So I think we need to start breaking those, that mold or that thing that we've got into, those habits, to connect with other people. Because yes, we can connect via technology, but it's not the same as one-on-one interactions. So um, if we're not having those kind of close connections, we are made, we are social beings. Mm. We were not designed to live in isolation. So it really has a negative impact on our mental health if we are not connecting with other people.
1: Yeah. Um, And I think fear over the last while, even if there are opportunities to get together, for some people, fear is still an issue and that they want to, but they don't want to. And then also find yourself caught between a rock and a hard place. Yes, mm. yeah,
0: so it, it can be very tricky, but you know certainly when it's safer and and if you feel safe to do it, it, it certainly makes a difference and even if you're connecting one on one so that it's not in large crowds or in large groups, I think that kind of interaction is very important
1: and I think women are, are, are stretched, Wendy, in all of their responsibilities they want to do this, they need to be mom, wife, sister, whatever carer. Uh, and, uh, and then trying to juggle that with career. And then we've spoken now about some of the guilt stepping in. I think that can lead to high levels of stress and anxiety.
0: Absolutely. And the thing is we can't get away from the stress, but we can certainly manage how we respond to it.
1: Well, help us a little bit with some of the things that we can look out for that might be warning signs that stress levels are a bit high and need to be managed.
0: Okay, so the most common symptoms I would say would be headaches or digestive problems. Some women can experience fluctuations in their blood pressure or even heart rhythm disturbances. You know, you have that racing heart. Mm. Um, Brain fog, fatigue is a very common one. You know, you just feel exhausted no matter how much sleep you get. Um, Concentration and memory problems, you forget a lot of things. Um, I mean, you can either gain or lose weight. Most tend to gain weight, but you do certainly have that set of women who lose weight. Um,
1: And if you're sitting with some of these little alarm bells going off Wendy, what can we do about it?
0: So stress management looks different for everybody. So we really have to find what works for us. But it depends what it is that we that really pulls us up. So it could be exercise. Some some women love exercise. Some women hate exercise. Hmm. But find something, some form of movement that you do love. So it can be dancing. It could be running. It could be swimming. It could be whatever it is. It could be playing with your kids. Um, going for a massage or a beauty treatment can be a form of um, stress reduction getting to bed early, you know, putting the kids to bed or just taking yourself away and being able to get yourself to bed early, meeting with a friend or friends or, or having some social interaction. And then some women find journaling um, yeah. or meditating to be um, helpful as well to to just calm their stress levels down.
1: And Wendy, if you're in a space, I think as a woman listening this morning and you're saying, I'm experiencing a lot of those things, but I'm really struggling I'm, I'm, I'm not really able to. I want to do all of these things. I just feel so overwhelmed. I, I I'd rather just sitting here because I don't know what else to do next. And that's also a very real place to be. And you know, being so overwhelmed, you, you almost frozen like a deer in the headlights, and you don't know what to do next. Maybe it's time to possibly yeah, get some outside help, Wendy.
0: Yes, I, I do think you know you don't have to live feeling the way you feel. Um, and I know it takes energy and it takes effort. To get out of that and sometimes when you're feeling that low you can't mm. so that's where the help comes in and sometimes just making some little lifestyle changes can make the hugest difference you know we have to look at the body real the body is full, you know, full of interconnected systems mm. and we have to look at all the systems it's not just the head if, if you're feeling depressed or low yes. there's other systems that are involved as well and if we look at everything and make some small little changes it sometimes has a ripple effect everywhere
1: else yeah, and that sort of takes us back to where we were previously, just connecting with other people. It might just be phoning a neighbor or a girlfriend and saying, can we go for a walk around the block together? Or can we, you know, and, and start to incorporate someone else into the necessary routine you need to consider? And you might actually be, you know, opening up a new world to the other person. So, you know, just don't don't just sit there, try and connect.
0: Yes. And there are some really simple, effective ways. It doesn't have to cost money. It doesn't have to, you know, you don't have to add all sorts of supplements and things like that. There can really be some little little lifestyle changes that make a huge difference.
1: What a great conversation this morning. It's such an important one too. And uh, even for the gentlemen that are listening this morning, this is very real. Maybe you can strike up a conversation at home and ask her, how how really do you feel and how can I help? Um, Because, you know, I think women take a lot of strain in our society, immensely so. So let's help to be part of the solution. Gents, Wendy, thanks so much for sharing your heart this morning and your expertise. Wendy is a health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. Maybe for you, you need to pick up the phone and get in touch with Wendy at Integrated Health Solution. Maybe that could be the start of your wellness journey. Wendy, we love hanging out with you. Thanks so much for this morning. Thanks,
0: Brad. Have a lovely day. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.